Today on the Pro-Life Podcast, are you ready in case of a medical emergency? I know putting those documents together feels like doing your taxes, but what if it wasn't? What if it was a simple app on your phone? Well, today's guests have that app. We're gonna talk about it. Let's get started. Happy Tuesday, Pro-Life family. Pull up a chair, grab your coffee. Well, John and I got ours. Well, introduce the cast of characters today. Kim Schwartz, Media Communications Director. Dr. John Sego, President Dr. John Sego, And the two guests joining us today, Rob Duvall, DeBell? DeBell, DeBell, yes, yes. Yeah. DeBell. And Bobby Schindler. Thank you guys for joining us. So you guys have here. a project you've been working on and it really relates for those who may know Bobby Schindler and his story. Let's tell a little bit of your story because you are Terry Schiavo's brother. Right. Uh, well, um, many people watching might remember. It has been, gosh, we're going on almost 20 years. Uh, it'll be 18 years in March. Mm. Uh, but it, it, it received a lot of uh, national and international attention. It was basically our family's battle to try and, and uh, continue care for my sister, which was only food and water. Uh, Terry's a strange husband at the time, petitioned the courts, and this was way back in the 2000s, to, uh, to stop her, uh, to remove her feeding tube, uh, to stop, to d deny her her food and hydration. And it was a long protracted legal battle. That actually started back in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, but it started making news more towards 2004, 2005. And uh, we were unsuccessful. Uh, Terry's feeding tube was removed on March 18th, 2005. Uh, next 14 days, she went through a horribly uh, barbaric death by uh, starvation and dehydration. She, she died on March 31st. And uh, in response to that, our family decided that with our experience advocating for Terry, we wanted to continue to do that for the medically vulnerable, for the people who were brain injured like Terry and, and really serve as patient advocates to try and uh, help them receive the treatment that they need. Because uh, mm -hmm. we saw a lot of the problems that were occurring during my sister's battle. And so since that time, since 2005, we've been uh, uh, working every day, uh, not only to, to help families that call us for help, uh, but we also try and do our best to really provide education and really under get a better understanding of an issue that's widely misunderstood. Yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of what brought us here today. And, and Bobby has partnered with Texas Right to Life on legislative issues, on education yeah. issues. We've had him at all of our uh, student you know, training, when we have boots on the ground, our, our student training um, conference. Uh, he's come to the Capitol to testify for our pro-life bills, to testify against some bad bills. And so he's been a great partner in, uh, and I would say, I mean, there's only really a, about half a dozen around the country, about half a dozen groups or figures that really connect the dots right. of pro-life convictions and patients' rights. Mm. And these issues are the you know, reason we care so deeply about these issues is because the same reason we care about elective abortion, the same reason we want to protect. And John uh, and I have shared our frustration. There is so little attention being uh, paid to this uh, very uh, serious problem we're having in the healthcare system today. And so because there is so few people that are out there actually recognizing the problem, like the Wesley Smiths of the world, mm -hmm. and, and your organization, obviously. Yeah. And I think the euthanasia movement really relies on people not paying attention because uh, largely, I mean, that's how we've got Roe v. Wade is people were just not paying attention. They thought, 
um, that this wasn't an important issue. And we especially see it with the euthanasia movement. Yeah. They're making some serious grounds in uh, other states about pushing very anti-life legislation. They're, they've got some very anti-life legislation in Texas. And it's just this really prominent ethic that if people don't pay attention to it and stop it, like it could happen to you and you never expect to be the one to call Bobby's um, uh, nonprofit, but it's that's who you get. People who got in a drowning accident or a car accident or, um, I mean, Terry just collapsed, right? Um, yes, we still home. know. But, but I think that one of the problems that we're, we're confronting here, and tell me if you agree, is when people think the two pro-life issues, they think abortion, and assisted suicide. Uh, when it comes to euthanasia, it seems to me people think, oh, euthanasia is assisted, that's the assisted suicide issue. And that is, a, that is a problem we need to push back. And I think there's groups out there that are doing a great job pushing back on uh, assisted suicide expanding. But there's a whole <laughs> part of this issue yeah. that I don't think people really understand the seriousness of it and how much our rights, our medical rights are being eroded yeah. Uh, where now we, we can't be guaranteed life affirming care when we get into a hospital setting. Right. Yeah. So when we when we think about, you know, protecting our loved ones in hospitals and, uh, you know, making sure that we're protected in hospitals, we have these tools like advanced directive, like medical power of attorney uh, that we've been talking about. And you guys saw there's a there's something missing there, There's these tools are not adequate. So, uh, you know, what what are what kind of void are we trying to fill here with yes. this new project? So first of all, the one the the first thing we noticed is it, you know if you look at it, very few Americans have ever even filled out a healthcare durable power of attorney. So we've probably heard it. I mean, even the secular sources like uh, Harvard Health and mm -hmm. Forbes and a bunch of others have said, hey, this is the one document that every eighteen year old should have, right? Yeah. Along with the pro life organizations too, and there's there's pro life versions of this out there. Having said that. Like, I think I read a stat, it was like less than a third have ever filled it out, okay? Mm -hmm. And then of those, the vast majority have no idea where it is, okay? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, if you're like us, I've got it sitting in a stack of paper somewhere, you know, this is the old school way. And then what happens is you're actually in a crisis. We talked about this before, Kim, like with your mom, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, so you're in a crisis and you're rushing off to do this kind of stuff. And then you have to go try to dig and figure out where this thing was. Maybe yeah. you've moved houses since then, maybe whatever. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a nightmare. Yeah. I work here and I've known to that I need to have a medical power of attorney document. Um, I procrastinated on it because I was like, you know what? Uh, it's just going to take forever to go get that document and try to think through of like what I want information I need to put on there. So um, finally, I bit the bullet and I did it and it was a lot easier than I thought it was. I'm really excited for this My Life Angels app to make sure that I can have that there on my phone. So if you don't have it, it'll help you create it and it'll help you, um, you know, just have it on hand because part of the problem, especially for me, is like if I get a call that says my mom has just been in a car wreck. My first thought, I guarantee you, is not going to be, let me run to my apartment and grab that document uh, and then I'll head over there because my mom lives six hours away. That is not going to be the first thought on my yeah. mind. Um, so that yeah. makes so, sense. So yeah, so what, what is My Life Angels? What, what did you guys kind of figure out this was gonna fill the, the gap? Yeah, well, 
Yeah, go ahead, Rob, and then I can just... Uh, okay, well, there. I think a couple other things that were kind of missing from the equation okay. that I'll lead into that, but it's like the other thing that was missing is like, okay, so you have a document, right? But it all, hand in hand with that has to be the conversations with your family. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to have something, and, and you know, if you're like most people, then you fill out the document, it goes someplace, you don't really even talk about it or whatever. <laughs> and, and you know, we as pro-lifers, you know, you want the family to know, hey, listen, I, I want these things to be done for me, like, right? Um, and for parents, like, you want to make sure, like, your children and your 18-plus children, like, see, one of the things is once they turn 18, you have no rights. Yeah. So... They're, they're off the at college, the any. parents don't have yeah. any rights at that point, right? So you wanna make sure like these conversations are had that everybody has this uh, documented. So as it leads into My Life Angels, there was another side of this that we haven't talked about yet. And that is, um, you know, I went out and got some patents around this, thought up like, okay, what could even make this more valuable? And how do we make this automated? And so one thing is to have the document. But how do you know that something did happen? So we're mm. talking about somebody that, like, if the, what, what if they were critically injured? The number one uh, cause of death and ICU admissions for younger, you know, under 55 are accidents. Mm. That's number one. So they're not going to be speaking for themselves. You have no idea where they are. We've talked to ER physicians, you know, across the country. And a common theme was, you know, we're not geared up to play detective to try mm. to figure out who these families are. A driver's license is one thing. It's got your name on it and it might have your address, but most of us today use our mobile phones. Like mm. your mobile phone number's not on there. And you you Google the, the person's name and if it's a common name, you're out of luck. Or even if it's specific, you try to find out what their phone number is, they're not gonna list the mobile phone typically. You know, So they said it's a big problem if mm. we have somebody that comes in and can't speak. So. The patent really uh, is related to automatic detection. The moment that you come into an emergency room, you have the app on your phone, it detects that you're there. A message pops up on your phone along with, you know, there's an auditory piece too that has a sound to it that you'll recognize. And it asks, you know, are you okay? We recognize you're at, you know, example, Mercy Hospital. Are you okay? And if you don't answer, or if you you know click no, I'm not okay either way, then it actually sends immediate alerts out to your loved ones, to mm. your family that you've already identified up front. Yeah. And we'll talk about it later about how all that happens. So they get this, and on there, you know, on the text message, it has, uh, you know, Rob has not responded. He's at the Mercy, Mercy Emergency Room. Here's the address. Here's the contact phone number, and here's a link to all of. Uh, uh, Rob's information, including their healthcare durable power of attorney. You click on that, it brings all of that So this goes up. to the family member is seeing this on their phone. On their phone. Okay, yeah. So in addition, the other thing that the, uh, the patent did is that then what'll happen on that, the patient now, because they're in the hospital, on their phone is a different sound pops up, like an urgent sound for the ER staff. Hmm. And the ER staff, even if the phone is locked, we have a technique in there that they can actually get to a QR code 
that they can scan and actually has a message saying, scan this QR code for important information about this patient. Mm -hmm. And then it'll have things like, and you know, some of these things are optional for when you're signing up with My Life Angels, but if you wanna include things like, hey, I have uh, these following drug allergies, like I'm allergic to penicillin or whatever it might be, you can list those things. It'll also have for the ER staff, uh, here are my emergency contacts, mm. here's my uh, healthcare agent, yeah. here's their phone number, all those kinds of things right there. So they have that at their fingertips as well. So really what it tried to do is it tried to, to and it has, it's come up with a solution that um, detects the problem informs the family members, and then the so what. The so what is like now they're legally, they have everything they need legally to be able to fight for you, mm. to be able to speak on your behalf, yeah. right there at their fingertips on their phone. Wow. So. No, I, we recognize, and, and, and Rob has, has, has said this so much, but when we started this work uh, advocating for patients, the, the one thing I, I saw with the problems happening in the healthcare system is uh, filling out an advanced directive, which is different from a durable, durable <clears throat> power of attorney, can be potentially very problematic. Um, if you do get it and and present it to healthcare, uh, someone in the healthcare profession, because a doctor or a medical professional can interpret mm. those types of questionnaire question, you know, the questionnaires that you ask about your medical decisions. They can basically interpret it the way they want to. Yeah. Mm. So that's why I think it's it's. Uh, significantly important. What we're what we're developing here is the importance of a, of, of um, identifying a durable power of attorney, a healthcare agent that's going to speak for you. Yeah. Your family will know your medical history and and what you want and don't want, but that needs to be uh, separate from the medical professionals knowing those questions. That's just for your family members and your agent. Yeah. The only thing that the uh, with with this what we're developing here, the only the only thing that the medical people will see is who your agent's going to be advocating for yeah. you if you're unable to so, speak for so, yourself. Yeah. So I could have an advanced directive where I am telling my doctor, I want a ventilator, uh, you know, if the benefit outweighs the burden of it. Right. Okay. So he well, hears who decides that. Who so, so he hears that. He's going to read that differently and think, well, you know, what is the burden? What is the benefit? My wife, if I tell her that, she's going to think, well, of course, John thinks staying alive is a benefit yeah. that weighs outweighs discomfort. Texas right um, to life. Think so, that? so my oh, wife oh. will be even t something as vague as that. Now, I recommend being more specific than that. But right. even something vague, it's different if my wife is interpreting that than if just some random ER doc who doesn't know me, doesn't know right. my values, my yes. background. John, it's why, right. it's, why, it's why when you get into it, say you enter a hospital, one of the first things they do, they're pushing the hospital's version of a medical directive on you. Mm -hmm. they, they want you to, to answer these questions right then and there. Uh, I, you know, I urge people, don't, 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 you don't have to sign those things or fill those, mm -hmm. those out. I would ignore right. them and say, no, I with this, they'll have well, it. Yeah. And it's a real problem, yeah, Bobby. A, a huge problem. I mean, the, uh, the, you know, they're known as most or pulse. They're either physician orders or medical orders for life-sustaining treatment. Yeah. That's what they say. And then you check off these boxes. What they were originally intended, you know, the intent also is, you know, is questionable, but the original intent was if in your last days of life, okay, what things do you want or don't want? Well, they're being misused now and they're being given to pretty much all patients, in a lot of cases, uh, adult patients at some hospitals. Well, it's so required by federal law. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, so back in the 90s, we 
wanted to heighten patient autonomy and patient's rights. And so we have a federal law that says, at the hospital on admission, I need, I have to ask you, do you want an advanced direct, well, do you have one? And do you want to fill one out? But it's become, like you're saying, right. this more dangerous trend of, here, just sign this document we wrote yeah. for you yeah. that has our mm. ethics in right. it. Nothing <laughs> go wrong. And, Not and, a single thing. And I think the problem is that, that the person doesn't know that they don't have to fill that out. Yeah. Uh, that's, right. that's that's where it becomes a problem. So, so two points about that. One is that our healthcare durable power of attorney, which we've actually had pro-life uh, lawyers scrutinize very closely, uh, we make sure that there's some language that says, if I have ever signed one of those forms, um, it is invalidated at this hmm. point. This supersedes. This, yeah, su this supersedes all of that. 4D chess right there. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a big deal. And then the other thing, circling back to the um, the one thing that Bobby said about the um, the physician. So studies will show that, and sometimes it's not even intent. Sometimes it's not even which a lot of cases it is the, their worldview or whatever it might be that. But sometimes it's just that they're busy. You, you can imagine they're dealing with crisis all day long. Yeah. They see a document and they're used to this document being right. a DNR or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they look at this quickly and they like, oh, this is another DNR. And actually, I've read studies about how that happened. They, they did one with medical students that came in and also with physicians that were on the rounds. And it showed that across the board, there were huge mistakes made from that that they thought that mm. the they thought the document was a DNR document mm. when it said I don't I want to have yeah. life sustaining treatment you know yeah, it, so. it basically comes down to if you're in a crisis if you if you get into an emergency situation you want a strong heroic type advocate speaking for you and and fighting for you if if ever if if the need arises where that needs where that has to happen but uh, and and that's we saw that this is kind of how this all the genesis of that is the importance of having an advocate by your well, side. Well, you've seen that throughout what you've done with right. the foundation. I mean, over and over, right? When many, you have many, many advocate. stories, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, there's there are many more stories to share, and also how to get started with this app, and we need to cover that. But we have some events we need to talk about real quick, so we're going to take a quick break for this other information. Come to our annual Celebration of Life Gala in Houston and celebrate the end of Roe v. Wade. Join us on Saturday, October 29th. We are so excited to announce our keynote speaker, former White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany will be giving an amazing speech. Our battle has only just begun now that Roe has been reversed and the pro-life movement needs you more than ever in this current era. Seats are filling fast, so follow the link in the description below to secure your tickets, and I hope to see you there Saturday, October 29th. Save the date for Boots on the Ground. It's an awesome pro-life conference coming up January 28th and 29th. Come to Austin, Texas with us to march to the Capitol to celebrate the end of Roe v. Wade, to commemorate Roe v. Wade, and to learn from expert pro-life speakers on how to keep Texas pro-life forever. Come to Austin with us and hear from Ryan Bomberger, our keynote speaker who shares his personal story, and so much more. Book your tickets today, bootsonthegroundtx.com. See you in January. Welcome back, friends. Uh, I'm really excited about Boots on the Ground this year. That's actually how I met Bobby some years ago. He spoke at our conference. So you get really awesome speakers like talking to someone <laughs> at our conference. Okay, gentlemen, we talked why you need this app. Let's talk about how. How do, how do we get started with this thing? That sounds great. 
So it's it's super easy. We, uh, you go to mylifeangels.com. You can learn more about the app there. We've got videos that I think kind of explain why if more about why a family would need this. And then also kind of specific, um, you know, touch points like um, you've got a teen driver. Why is it important for that? Mm. You have a college age child, 18 plus. We talked about that before yeah. about you don't have any rights at that stage unless if you have a healthcare durable power of attorney. You have aging parents. Aging. I've, I've run into this one not yes. too terribly long ago. Yes, and so that we Love have videos on- the ER and we don't got to chase down where. That's yeah. right, exactly. So we have all those videos, you can learn more. And then we've got a place for you to to sign up, learn more about the, the app and sign up there. Once you do, the way this is built is that anything can be filled out through the, on the web. Okay. We've got a web app. So it may walk you through everything there. Also on an iPhone okay, great. Uh, or an Android device. Uh, it, so you would go to Google Play for that. And uh, no matter where you start, you could actually decide you're going to complete it in the other spot. So you might start out on the web, fill out some of the information. And then, you know, when you get time, you pull up the app and you go in there and do that. In the end, you're going to want to get the app too, because the, the app will be the thing that does the emergency detection okay. for the... Uh, when you walk into an emergency room. So that's how it works. And once you actually sign up, we made it super simple. So it walks through, just steps you through questions and you'll get, you can go to the next step. So uh, for example, you'll go through like the medical history. If that's something you want a physician to know about, like allergies to mm -hmm. medications, things like that. Mm -hmm. But that's optional. It says right there, you can skip it. So if you don't want to fill it out, you don't have to. Fill it out later. And then the stuff for the family, the things you want your family to know. Yeah. Like, you know, like I definitely want to have full measures. You know, if you want to do that, all of our positions are pro-life. So if you decide that you're not sure yet, you want to learn more, you could skip the question, you mm -hmm. know, at, at a particular time. Yeah. When you finish this, then it, it basically knows that, okay, so Rob, I live in Ohio. So in my case, um, it would bring up the Ohio specific healthcare durable power of attorney automatically. Mm -hmm. So in your case, obviously it's gonna be Texas, John. So it would, it would know that and for our listeners, it's gonna be Texas. So it's gonna bring up that. The only difference between the two is that Texas and Ohio both actually have specific language mandated by the state that has to be included mm -hmm. as intro language, just yeah. kind of explaining what the whole thing is. Right. So that's all done. Then after you do that, then there's a place for you to uh, print out the uh, HDPA. You know, one of the things that the lawyers in reviewing all this said that even though the whole culture is moving towards more online signatures, the one document that has not gotten there yet <laughs> happens to be this document, which I think is good because it, it means that there's more emphasis on this, more scrutiny around it. Mm. And so it has to be a physical signature. So we got a place to print it. And then you sign and in Texas, it would be you know two witnesses and it tells you exactly who can and cannot be your witnesses for that. Yeah. You okay. go through and you sign and you have it witnessed. And then in, you know, you could do one of two different ways. So we have in the mobile app, there's a built-in scanner. And I, if you've ever used like um, a check deposit, you know, yeah, online, yeah, yeah. it's a lot like that. You basically just hold your phone over the top and it automatically nice. captures it. You nice. move to the next page. And then when you're finished, you just click done and that's it. It's as easy as that. You're, you've got it now on the web. You can also like, if you wanted to, if you, if your printer at home has a scanner, you could scan it in that way, yeah. upload it, but either way, then, it's all set. So then, you know, um, 
part of, I, I skipped over one step, I'm sorry. So part of it is you'll want to decide who's going to be my healthcare agent yeah. and then who's my care, the overall care circle. So care circle is basically your healthcare agent and then emergency contacts. Like who do you want to have notified in case if um, you're in the emergency room? So uh, we have different plans. We've got one for individuals. We got one for uh, a married couple. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've got one for a family. So for the family, a mom could go in and she could sign uh, the whole family up and she could fill out as much as she wants up front. Now, in the end, to, to kind of make sure that, you know, she didn't make uh, all the decisions completely, because, you know, in the <laughs> end, you know, the, the 18 plus child or, or her spouse needs to look at it, verify it. And so it gets passed over. There's an automatic thing that happens there where it gets passed over to them. They get the invite. They can fill out the rest or just verify the information's good for them. Do the same thing, print it out, and yeah. then use the app to scan in the pages. It's that easy. Once that's done, you've got everything right there. So you've got your care circle set up. You've got your healthcare durable power of attorney that's good for your state. And then uh, if you've got once you've downloaded the mobile app, if you've done that, then and there'll be a spot on there that has you turn on like location services to allow to know where you are. Yep. It tells you exactly, you know, what that's doing. And then uh, the notifications, there's another thing you just slide it over, say, yes, I want notifications. At that point forward, then you're protected, your family's protected, and yep. all of this just works. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, you've really thought of everything in that process. That is, <laughs> Coming that from is an a, IT From guy. the techie is like, that's about as dang simple as you could possibly make it. Now, one thing I do want to bring up is like, because I know we're all worried about security of, you know, documents. So yes. that's one of the things that we do. It, it, we, we store this in a secure server. Um, I have a whole IT staff that has uh, analyzed this, scrutinized it completely. And, and so all those documents, nobody else can access any of those documents. They can't change the documents. Uh, you, you as the user yourself, you can, you're the only one that can change it. And if you change it, it can't be done on the fly. I mean, you could, you could change it. Like I could decide that I, you know, because of some life change, I'm going to, um, have a different healthcare agent I'm going to appoint. Yep. Right. Uh, you could do that, but then like it goes, you have to submit a new one, uh, which is easy. We just walk through that process and then there'll be a process for approval of that. Just, we validate to make sure like when they come through that they did in fact have the two witnesses, for example. Okay. There's there's like four, so is, there's yeah. a couple of few states that require, you know, the, um, uh, what am I thinking of? The uh, notary, notary, notary mm -hmm. to go through and notarize it, but not Texas is not one of those states. But okay. so, you know, you go through that. We just verify that you got all the information on there correct too. And then once we just approve, then it's it done, yeah. it's in your. Cool. So Bobby, this, I mean, this is a great tool and practically speaking, the cases that we get, our patient advocacy, you know, hotline, our, our, you know, patient advocacy team, this would be a world of difference for the families that they represent. So practically, the cases that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, people call you and, and, you know, you guys work as patient advocates, practically, how would those cases go differently if, if they had, if these families had this tool? Well, I mean, I can't uh, emphasize how important it is to have that information right there instantaneously. Yeah. And and then yeah. your care circle, your agent and any any other family members that are that are um, contacted immediately uh, because, because time is of essence in, in some of these crisis situations. Yeah. And that and this solves that problem 
uh, for everything we're talking about here today. And, and I just want to mention too, John, and we can get into you know some specific cases if you want on, on why this is so important, but a big part of what we're doing here, uh, along with, with everything which Rob was talking about, is the educational component in all this. Yeah. On, on the website, uh, we, we feel as though, and we have been doing this for so long, how important it is for people to understand and educate themselves on everything we're talking about here today. And the website provides that for them in, in a way that anybody can read it and understand. So um, that's just as invaluable and important uh, and can't emphasize that enough on on that part of what we're, we're offering here today, uh, along mm. with having all this information at your disposal. So, yeah, um, I mean, I, you know, I studied bioethics. I, I read books about this. Uh, you know, I take these books to the beach whenever our family goes on <laughs> vacation. I, I, yeah, I'm not. I, I love talking about this stuff. I have heard that others don't. What? And uh, that, that some of my friends are, you know, they the, the idea of having these hard conversations with their wife or with yeah. their parents, you know, their elderly parents, like that is not a, you know, a joy filled. It's about no. as enticing <laughs> as doing your taxes. <laughs> and so, so you're right. I mean, this gives you a step-by-step, -step, okay, here are the questions you need to ask. Here are the conversations, <laughs> starting with the very basic one of who do you want yeah. in here? Well, th and, and two, and, and the one thing, and you're right, John, it, I think it's it's a lot of fear. People don't want to deal with these issues and, and confront them, and it's why they kind of are hesitant on filling these types of documents out. Uh, understandable. But the one thing that, that I'm so excited about this that, that Rob uh, had thought of is this emergency detection because, and, and people listening probably figured this out by now, but but so if a mom filled this out for her college kids and and they have this available now, so if a college kid, say they're, they're traveling to, I don't know, California, and something happens to them and they're admitted to the hospital, well, the mom is going to get in and they're unconscious. Yeah. So yeah, they're in a car yeah. accident while they're out there. Well, the mom's going to get a notice and the father or whoever, the care circle, they're going to get a notice immediately that their, their loved one has just been admitted to this. And it's going to give you exactly the hospital, the phone yeah. number, all the information for the parents. So they know, they know instantaneously that their, their, their child is, has been admitted to the hospital. So that's and a then, big And then hand in hand with that, then have everything right. they need right there, the, right. the healthcare durable power of attorney to actually then be able to, to do something about it. You know, so, like it's, yeah. and now I think to your point about this is I think now that's, I think you've hit on something. This is the reason why I feel like it's been less than a third that have ever even looked at a healthcare durable power of attorney because they're like, you know, I don't have to really worry about this yet. It's not, or, you know, this is too difficult. I'll, I'll, we'll do it at some point, but I'm not gonna do it now. I think the emergency alerts part are the thing that kind of will allow people to have these conversations. They're like, yeah, I, I could see that. That's really good. Mm -hmm. And now we're kind of helping in, and through the education too, helping them bring them along to the, the healthcare durable power of attorney, which we all need. Yeah. I mean, we talked about before, even Harvard Health and, and Forbes have said that's <laughs> something that you need and if they're acknowledging that. So the bottom line is I think all this could change, that will mm -hmm. change mm -hmm. the the current reality that you know we're all just like, eh, I'll it's, deal with this later. It's yeah, the old, yeah. It's the old, it's not gonna happen to me, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it happened to our family. My sister, I saw mm -hmm. her a few hours before her accident. She was perfectly fine. And then you know, a few hours later, we're getting a call and she's she's getting taken to the emergency room. So mm -hmm. uh, we were, we were completely in shock that that this happened to my sister and 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 that's what you know families that experience these things they never think it's going to happen to them that's why it's so important 
that you you take take this seriously. They could be it could be life and death if you don't have all these documents available when you need them. You know what's unreal about this is none of us would ever think about driving without car insurance. Well, first of all, you're not allowed to. It's illegal. <laughs> right. But even if you were like, you still wouldn't. And then so that's number one. And, and, you know, life insurance, like, you know, most of us that have families, you have some kind of life insurance policy, yeah. right? But then this is the one thing, you know, I think this is the now a way that they get everybody to be able to recognize and be able to do it. And it's easy. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah. And and so at Texas Right to Life, we talk a lot about our bad laws in Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about our 10 day rule that allows a doctor to override a patient's decision or to override uh, a surrogate. And that's a reality. And this doesn't solve that. We still have to make progress in that. But in a lot of the cases we get, the, the surrogates don't know what the patient would want. And so, but when, when, he, when we get cases and we're helping a family before it gets to the 10 day issue, I mean, we have just seen across the board, even, you know, spouses don't know, yeah. you know, well, we never had this conversation. Right. And in our law, it says your surrogate, who's there making decisions for you, is supposed to be doing it according to your preferences. And so there's kind of built into our laws, we do have a default kind of system of if you can't make decisions for yourself, your your spouse is going to make them. If they're not available, your parents, if they're not available, your adult children. I mean, we have this line of people that are supposed to help, but because we haven't had these hard conversations, right. we didn't yeah. think it would happen to us. Uh, mm-hmm. Even a spouse is like, well, I don't know what she, you know, what, what my wife would have wanted. And so this is educating, it's helping in that. Mm-hmm. And then it is just, I mean, an invaluable tool uh, well, look at the two scenarios. I just wrote. Look at the two scenarios, John, that you just you just mentioned. One where a family is is confronted with a crisis. Their, their loved one, whatever scenario you, you want to describe. Say they're in a car accident. Their loved one is in a crisis situation, uh, and the family is scrambling. They don't know. Uh, they don't have any of these documents available. Yeah. They haven't had those hard conversations. Now they're dealing with a, a medical professionals. They're asking them questions. They, they're talking about maybe stopping treatment. All these things, and the family is just. Uh, you know, they have that one crisis. Now they have a crisis of trying to figure out what do they do. Yeah. As then you have the the situation where they have all this information. They've had those conversations already. They have the information right there available to them on their their phone, and and now at least it eliminates that part of the crisis, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, they still have to deal with the person, the loved one who has, uh, who are you know whatever accident they have experienced. But now at least that part of it. Uh, they, they know how to answer those types of questions. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. one more part to this, I think we haven't talked about this. So I'll make it quick is like knowing what your rights are. That, mm-hmm. So, a huge, huge you know, the, yes. the, the right to a second opinion, like the right yeah. to a hospital transfer, you yeah. know, like. And I think that's where the educational part comes yeah. in, Rob. That's what we were going to provide yeah. uh, for, for the people. So uh, when we're so going know. and filling out those questions, yeah. you know, built into the process is, okay, this is a topic I've never thought about you know, organ donation, do I become a, you know, a donor or not? What is the issue here? And and your site yes. has the resource for me to, you know, for us to explore that but more. That's, right? that's right. And it's available both on the website and within the app. Okay. So like if you're out and about, or if you're in one of these situations, you could be in the hospital with your loved one and you could search on the topic that you're dealing with right then oh, and get the answer. Nice. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. I procrastinated on this so hard. Like we made this amazing video about medical power of attorney a couple years ago. And since then I kept thinking like, I need this, I need this, but I just, I am the biggest procrastinator of anyone. The idea that 
this makes it easy was just such a game changer for me. That's what motivated me to actually sit down and have these conversations with my family, to actually fill out the document. And I was shocked and almost ashamed of myself at how easy it actually was <laughs> that I didn't do it sooner. Uh, now, all squared away. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, it's really the, the, the best way you can or protect yourself uh, that's available. Yeah. Uh, because there, you, you could no longer be guaranteed a life-affirming care. Yeah. If and, you wait till you get to the hospital, the cards right. are already stacked against you. You cannot put the toothpaste back in the bottle. The like it's already policies, the laws, depending on what state you live in, um, you are vulnerable to, to a lot of things, uh, decisions being made that, that are not in your best interest. Yeah. This is going to help you yeah. work to get decisions made that are in your best interest. And, and, and there's nothing else that, that we know that's available that can provide that for the, the individual and the family. Yeah. And that's what we've seen it from our patient advocacy team is even when I, you know, or our advocacy team or, you know, we're in the hospital with the family and the family is advocating, they're doing everything, uh, you know, for their loved one that they can, they're still at a disadvantage because if they say we want to continue treatment, doctors still have the, you know, response of, well, you know, did the patient ever tell you that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, no, but I know they're pro-life, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, and so yeah. that could be used against us, even if you have the greatest advocate in the room, you know, it, the doctors and, and, you know, this is not every doctor, this is not every hospital, but right. there are, you know, the system is built to go with the recommendation of the physician. And so, you know, the ethics committee, if it comes up in the conversation about stopping treatment, well, did they really say that? Did they say they would want mm -hmm. a ventilator to continue even after three days? You know, mm -hmm. and, and it's like, well, no, they didn't say that, but he's a pro-life guy, you know? So uh, this he's is just- the president of Texas Right to yeah, Life. Yeah, 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 <laughs> just trust me on this. Well, not all of us get to have Dr. Sego <laughs> as our advocate, right. so. so. But but it's, a, it's such an essential tool. I think that's why Texas Right to Life is so excited. Whenever you guys first, you know, reached out to us to, to pitch this idea, I mean, we were, we were just kind of blown away because we always talk about medical ethics. We always talk about valuing life in the ICU, how to make these hard decisions. Um, and we always talk about this and people ask us like, well, what can we do? You know, like what, what do we do to protect ourselves? And we're kind of like, well, you got to get this really long document. Like, you know, right. Kim was talking about, you, sit down you got to fill this out. Hours? There's no. going to be words on that document. You don't know. So call us and ask us questions. You know, it was just like the, the, barrier to this is so high mm -hmm. yeah. and and you know my it's, life angels makes it achievable and it's interesting john and i share this with rob all the time we've spoken quite a bit over the years and i would kind of paint a scenario what happened to terry what's happening to their families the experiences we had running our nonprofit, and so at the end you get people like you get their attention with yeah. what's happening <laughs> yeah like, okay, they're what, disturbed what, what can we do what can we do and then it's like, man, that's that's one of the most difficult questions to answer. What can you yeah. do? Well, you can educate yourself. Right. You can you can appoint a healthcare durable power of attorney, which we that's can be very problematic. Can't find it. Uh, where yeah. is it? You got to So yeah. so finally, now when we speak, they say, what can we do? What can we do? I have the, we have the answer. Yeah. We'll do this. Yeah. And this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna help you in ways that was never available to help you before. Praise so. the Lord. That's yeah. amazing. Well, thank you guys for everything that y'all have done with this app. I'm super, super excited for it. I'm telling all of my family, all of our friends. Yeah. Um, so you can be one of those friends. Do you want to mention the uh, website? Do we mention the yeah, website? No. Yeah, no. How, how do we find this app? Okay, I, I'm not going to use the www, even though it is <laughs> mylifeangels.com. Mylifeangels.com and all the appropriate <laughs> app stores. I think you just use the www. 
By saying you're not going to use a WWW. You'll find a way to get in. Oh, my goodness. It is on the World Wide Web, in case you were wondering. So so Texas Right to Life is really excited to to partner um, with these guys on My Life Angels. And um, we're we're promoting this this product. We think that this app, you know, getting this service is going to be helpful for you. It's going to be helpful for your loved ones. Um, I'm excited to use it. I'm going to... Um, you know, badger my my all of my family members, my parents to to use this because uh, you know even something silly. The other day, my my dad went in for a minor surgery, but he didn't tell us. And I was like, Dad, you know, like we really got to work on our communication skills here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, and, and so it's just, I mean, this and and as a as a father, you know, as a son, as a husband, this just gives me the confidence that our pro life values are going to be represented. I'm going to be able to advocate for my loved ones, and um, I'm I'm just so thankful for you guys for all you've invested in this, and uh, we're really excited to partner with you. And guys. we're we're so excited to partner with Texas Right to Life. I mean, when I when Bobby Bobby we started brainstorming about who we wanted, this was the first yeah. one well, on I, our list. Yeah. Well, I know how so, important you you, yeah. you see these issues, and yeah, you guys were natural for the first people we wanted to to contact. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, great conversation. So mylifeangels.com and you can search My Life Angels in all the app stores, all those places where you get your other apps for your device. Well, thank you guys for watching. We love you. Share this with your friends and family because they need to fill out this paperwork too and this will make it a whole lot easier than doing your taxes. So you now have the to-dos. Take this stuff, use it, share with your friends, get out there, change some hearts and minds and save some lives, and we will see you next week.